Hi, my name is Guy Trainen and this is Innovation in Teacher Education from TechEdge and today I want to talk about audio and I'm going to demonstrate a few things with my phone and the reason I'm doing it with my phone is that most what we know from actually the statistics of the publishing houses is that phones are the most used devices to consume audio in the adult world at least and I'm pretty sure it's going to be for kids as this area develops. So I really want to start, when we think about language and literacy, we know that we all started with oral language and then we transitioned into the written word as a way to transfer oral language into something more permanent, which created a whole new way to consume language through text. What we now are seeing is a resurgence of the spoken word in multiple ways. We celebrate the spoken word, we do poetry read out loud, we do other things as well because language is differently textured when it's consumed through text versus um, audio. And what the internet and what new forms of digital media really helped is to disperse this audio in a new way. Um, I'll talk a little bit about the apps and things that you can that can help consume, but then I'll talk about a, a few of the potential outcomes and the things we don't know about audio as a way to deliver content and to deliver instruction. So um, probably my favorite um, audio app is Libby. Libby connects you to a local library, and that library allows you to consume a different text. They can be digital text. Obviously, you can still go to the library and consume a paper text, but it also allows you to download audio books. And this is just an example. This is a connection to MyLibby. It allows you to borrow multiple books at one time. Different libraries have different settings as to how many you can do at one time and for how long. Um, my library allows you to borrow an audiobook for 21 days, which should be enough, but I've found that if, for example, something comes up, then uh, you might not finish in 21 days. Uh, a few things that are fantastic about using Libby, uh, it's really easy. Once you load your card, you don't need to load your numbers or remember a password or anything else every time. That makes borrowing books um, audiobooks and digital books, really, really easy. The second thing where it's most helpful is the search function is really, really easy. So you can see that they have tags like what's new, what's popular, what's available. So for example, if I wanna know what's available and different books have, or different libraries have different uh, lists, uh, that can help you uh, find. So here's what's popular and you can see what other people are uh, reading. At this point, obviously that presents um, a challenge because that means that it might very well be checked out. But at the same time, you have some really easy things. And one of the things I love about this is the ability to play a sample, um, which allows you to sample two things. That one is just what style is the book, but it also allows you to evaluate the reader and if you like that voice and if you like what it does to the text. So uh, playing a sample, is really easy, you just tag on it, you click on it, and it immediately allows you to have a short segment that allows you to sample a few minutes. You get the gist of it, and you go from there to decide whether it's something you want to consume, to consume or not. So this is a way to uh, use Libby, again, 
super easy, super user-friendly. You can return the book yourself or if you did not read it through, uh, listen it th to it through, really, um, it'll still disappear in 21 days or whatever the, uh, the outside limit are set by your library. In my case, again, 21 days. So you do need to know that it will disappear automatically. You will never be late on a digital book or on an audio book. So this is, this is a really uh, good app. The second app is, of course, Audible. Audible is a paid app. And you have to pay a monthly subscription and uh, then you get uh, multiple books available every month. One is regular books and then you can get uh, podcasts and other materials that are specifically created for Audible users. So even though you're getting only one book, you're actually getting multiple sources. I personally love Audible. I use both Libby and Audible. And you can see that one of the advantages of Audible, of course, is you get to keep the book, just like the difference between having a library book and um, buying your own copy. And I have a fairly large collection now of books. I keep many of them. And these are the books I would like to listen to more than once often. So uh, that's the collection that I have. Uh, what I love about uh, Audible is uh, the syncing, just like you can sync things on digital books, this syncs the location you're at listening. So if you switch between devices, between this, my uh, PC or uh, my Alexa, for example, it knows where I am and it picks up there and transferred the information back and forth so I can listen for a really long time. I've become a huge fan of audiobooks in the last uh, year or so, but, and this is the big but, we know very little about how audio will impact education. We know very little about listening comprehension in first language. Uh, I've been looking at the research from the last 40 or 50 years. There has been some research in the 70s, but we've really abandoned it. And so if and when audio will become part of education, we need to do a much better, a much better job at really trying to evaluate where is it, what does it do to kids? How does it incorporate the uh, different aspects of reading, comprehension, being strategic, keeping focus? We really don't know a lot. And so it is very important for us to take the next step and actually before we start using or as we start using things to make sure that we have in our capacity the ability to say these are the outcomes or these are the potential pitfalls of using audio in the classroom. So today on innovation in teacher education, we talked about audio, how to use it, and also um, the caveat about what we actually know about using audio in the classroom. And I'll see you next time on innovation in teacher education.